Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Jesus Magnet Podcast. Uh, this one is going to be cool. It's probably um, the better looking of guests that we've had <laughs> so far. <laughs> I think we can say that, Joel. <laughs> We're allowed to, to call our guests good looking. Um, Given that they're our, uh, our, our wives. wives. <laughs> uh, well, welcome, Laura. Welcome, Chantal, to the Jesus Magnet Podcast. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you for coming on to uh, share with us your wisdom and your knowledge. Um, and yeah, thank What a great introduction, Top. Much better than my last ones lately. Yeah, what are you, <laughs> what's going on there? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we thought we'd bring the wives on. And because um, we want to know more than anyone else how to run our marriage right. <laughs> yeah, this is more for us. As like Joel and myself more than anyone else, but I hope we get something out of it. True. All right. So yeah, the topic for today is marriage, uh, early marriage, really, because uh, my wife and I, Laura, we are how many years married? Uh, well, it'll be five. Five years. Yep. 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 A bit of counting there on her fingers. <laughs> two, two more than Chantal and I. Yeah, and actually, these guys got married on the same weekend. Two years later, yeah, it's just week. It's just to help you out, so you know we can remember. Know that if I, for, I forget and I get yelled at, that exactly. You only have a couple of days to remember. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, so those that are listening, we did get married at the end of April, and a little life hack for when you are planning your wedding: if you go to the end of the month, you've got the whole month knowing. <laughs> oh yeah, I've got something really important at the end of the month. Yeah, what is it? The anniversary. I've got to remember it. Now, if you're at the start of the month, then you're not really thinking about it until it's too late. Um, so I always recommend anybody getting married, uh, get get married at the end of a month, and it, and it will save your remembering for your anniversary <laughs> throughout the whole month. Yeah. You, like, we're the last day of April, so... I got a real good countdown <laughs> for us. Unless you did what I did once and was in the wrong month. So I said, Todd, it's almost our anniversary. And he's like, no, it's really? May. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah, and then we, we always debate. We're like, were we the 27th or 28th? I can't remember. And it's fine because both of us don't remember. It's not just like, I don't remember. What? Yeah, we yes. never remember which <laughs> really? date it was. And we used your wedding to help us. Like, was it two days, days before? before or yeah, two yeah, days yeah. before. 28th. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> to be fair, I do forget if it's the 30th or 31st because I, I never know how many days are in a month. It's the 30th. And I oh, know that go. there's only, it's the last day of April. Yeah. Do you do the knuckle? Also, it's exactly two weeks from my birthday. True. Um, so I had my birthday it's big month and, then, and it's like a Tuesday and I'm like, okay, I got two weeks until the anniversary <laughs> from that day. It's the celebration month. You might as well take 40 days off and enjoy yourself. It's, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were just counting up how much sick leave, bereavement leave and leave leave you could take and how many days it was. It was like 40. I was like this. Yeah, it's quite a lot, um, which is awesome. Irrelevant to the podcast, but mm. there you go. All right. So let's get into it. So with marriage... Uh, I'm going to pass the baton to Laura and say, give you the question of what does a Christian marriage look like? What's a core value um, as Christians that we need to essentially center ourselves to make sure that our marriage is Mm. growing and being sharpened and things like that? Yeah. Um, Well, obviously being Christian marriage, I 
believe that God should be the center. Mm. Um, it's not just a marriage between two people. It's it's um, God's involved. Like it's there's three people in the marriage um, with God at the center. So that's good. Yeah, as long as He's involved, you can work through anything. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Actually, um, oh, sorry, I'll just no, jump got- in real quick because we're talking about our wedding. When we got married, we had these three ropes, mm. um, and there were two. They were kind of like brownie were, ropes, yeah, and two then there brown, was one that one was white. white. Yeah, and the two brown ones was Laura and myself, and then we would we braided all three ropes together, and the the middle one was God, and mm-hmm. he was right in the middle, but our ropes ended, and his rope carried on. Yeah, it's like um, the like, yeah, the eternal, mm. um, which is quite cool. Um, I've got a really cool quote here from a guy called Thomas Adams, mm. uh, and he says, "I sort of paraphrased it because I, I understand it better this way." He says, "As God by creation made two of everything, and marriage He made two into one, so He sort of reversed everything um, mm. oh, yeah. and brought two things together." Which is quite cool, because mm. um, he literally split Adam, if you think about it, um, pulling Eve out of her, um, and then covenantly tied them together again in marriage, but becoming one flesh, which is quite neat. Yeah. What were you going to say, Todd? Um, it's gone, but that's okay. Um, what is the difference between like Christian marriage, apart from the obvious one, and Christian dating like? What spiritually sex? <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> that was the obvious marriage one. Marriage and dating. <laughs> um, true. Yeah, but like, how does it change from going from relation to marriage? Like for you guys, from when we were dating. Yep. Okay. Mm. Um, I think we got a lot closer. We got closer. Like, yeah. I it was like a responsibility fell on me as the man, as the husband. Um, I sort of was very easy breezy, not really to um didn't have too much responsibility or didn't take on too much responsibility as as the boyfriend and then the moment that I became the husband it was we've established a family and I'm the head of that family now mm. and it was like okay I've really got to uh step up my game and um that causes that caused me anyway to grow up really fast mm. yeah we did a lot of growing up eh real fast eh and um yeah just just taking on that mantle i suppose you don't have that mantle as a boyfriend um and the mantle of a husband is, is a lot heavier um than the mantle of a boyfriend and you know it's i went into marriage with no thought of divorce mm-hmm. like a lot of people these days are like worldly marriages they actually go into it with a prenup straight away yeah. thinking they, that there's a way out there's always a way out if it doesn't work out you know you can get divorced it doesn't like it's there's nothing really sacred or important about marriage the moment you go into a marriage like that mm. um, the moment you go into it knowing that it's an eternal covenant not just with you and your partner but with you and God and your partner yeah um, it's there's there's two people two other people involved in, in mm. your relationship not just you and your wife yeah or you and your husband yeah and um, actually, that was probably the biggest change as well, is us bringing God into everything. Yeah. So I would plan, actually, I would not plan my life <laughs> <laughs> because it was just me and it didn't matter. Mm. And Laura was just my girlfriend. And then 
when we got married, Laura was a planner, and then all of a sudden we started planning everything, <laughs> and it was You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it was good. Um, we sort of, I got into this realization that, man, I can actually plan years ahead, and I know Laura's going to be there. Mm. Now you can't. You don't really have that that safety net. Even in a worldly marriage, you don't have that safety net mm. of knowing that that person's always going to be there. Um, you know, obviously, unless they die, but they're never going to leave you. Mm. Um, and that actually, with that in mind, knowing that you're, you're never going to leave them and they're never going to leave you, you're either going to work your butt off to have the best marriage you can have because divorce is not an option or or you like there's no point slacking in your marriage mm. if that relationship is not going anywhere mm. you know what i mean like it was like this abundance of this is the most important thing in my life now mm. um yeah what do you think todd <clears throat> just as i needed a cough um <laughs> yeah um when we got married i think that because i wasn't haven't been a christian as long as you you joel um and i didn't know the principles of um the bible as much as i could have at the time i guess but we did a marriage counseling course beforehand with um, pastor tom and jocelyn and they showed us a few videos which to be fair almost put me to sleep but i did (laughs) they were quite old and the guy's voice was very um soothing i guess i still use them every night (laughs) yeah and now now that is how i get to sleep (laughs) um but i found that we are there to be one couple and not to be fighting individual battles but we go in together to fight Mm. spiritual battles if if they were to come upon us um that's good and we put god first in our own lives because that growing together we have to have our own relationship with jesus we can't take it off each other Mm. but that is also how we can encourage each other is to be better as a couple by just yeah encouraging each other to have a deeper understanding of god and encourage each other a bit better Mm. Um, I mean, over over the years, we haven't been as good as we could. Like, we're still growing, and we're three years into a marriage, so there's still heaps of room, heaps of room to grow. Mm. So, yeah. What do you reckon, Chantel? Personally, I found it a lot harder to maintain my relationship with God when I got married because mm. I had a husband to think about as well, whereas on my own... I was doing my own thing, independent, you know, no other person to sort of really think about. Mm. And I think I had quite a strong relationship with God, and not that it went down or or less strong, but I think I forgot momentarily just in the moment of being married, you know, in that little honeymoon phase, and you start focusing on, on the marriage yeah. and rather than and forgetting about my relationship with God a little bit. Mm. Um, and, and also, like Todd mentioned, I started relying on him to help me with my that, that relationship with God rather than, no, it's actually me who needs mm. to do that first. 
and then him on his own and then bring two mm. of us together yeah and that will be a strong marriage that's definitely a learning curve for sure because we've never lived together we don't know everything about each other our day-to-day runnings and how we operate so yeah those first half a year probably i think it took mm. a while to get into the swing of knowing how we work and not to wake her up unless i have food <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so it did take a while yeah it did definitely take a while for us to get into the swing of things yeah and we yeah. focused on that and yeah. then forgot about god for a moment well you know well, didn't, we didn't, didn't put him in the forefront while yeah, we were still sure. learning about each other and then yeah. we realized some things weren't working so we thought oh let's bring god into this yeah, <laughs> yeah that they say um, the Holy Spirit's the most ignored person in the church sometimes. Mm. Mm. And that's in, in every marriage too sometimes, mm. um, forgetting that, you know, he's a partner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where um, where you've got your focus on your wife and, and you draw how, how important that is in your life. But the whole, from, from A to Z in the bible from genesis to revelations it's this massive marriage proposal mm. from god to us it's this engagement it's this wedding jesus is um the bridegroom and the church is the bride um so understanding that the, the bible itself is based on a wedding it's based on on a relationship between uh, a bride and a bridegroom and um it it shows like so Jesus would go to the ends of the earth to die, lay his life down for his bride, the church. Mm. Um, and he is the head of everything. So he put, he laid himself down for the, for his church, for the for the bride. Mm. So as as a marriage, um, I think it's in Corinthians it talks about uh, the way husband is to the wife and the head of the house, but. The husband needs to submit to, uh, not submit, but to um, listen to the wife, and the wife needs to submit to the husband. Um, the wife needs to respect the husband, and the husband needs to um, love the wife or something. Yeah, mm. um, but as as with Jesus, like if you think about it, we 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 do our own thing, right? Yet we partner with God and we ask Him for direction. So as a wife in a relationship would still do their own thing, but they partner with their husband and ask for direction, like on where, like where they're actually going in life. And that it is the husband's job to be the head of the house to make those decisions um, with the best in mind for the wife. Mm-hmm. So it's this yin-yang sort of uh, relationship. So... It's not that anyone's better than the other. One makes the decision based off the best benefit for the other, and the other lays everything down for the husband. Like it's it's this real mm. funny circle. Um, and I think if that's uh, exercised efficiently, it's it's a beautiful thing. It really, really is. Um, you shouldn't really overpower the husband in their decision making, even when they're wrong, you know. <laughs> but the best thing you can do instead of like arguing with them is to love them, yeah, and gently steer, essentially steer them mm. um, to the right way. 
but not take over as the husband's job. And it's sometimes good to just go through, like, even if, like, say you decide something, I don't know what, and I'm like, oh, I think it could go this way better or something. Mm. It's kind of good to go through it because as much as I think I know I might be right, I also could be wrong. Like, so you're never going to know, really. Mm. It's my famous, famous saying on this podcast, you're right till you're wrong. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's like you don't know you don't know so you may as well try yeah. something you know that's yeah. how you learn yeah yeah um, for sure like yeah five years three years in marriage it's it's only a baby so yeah. and baby needs to be nurtured and looked after and needs to learn how to do things so mm. that's how we should do go approach our relationship together and or, uh, together to god mm. yeah. yeah and it's really important to surround yourselves with other married couples so Mm. you guys being five years and us three it gave us two years of wisdom you know of your experience first don't do this (laughs) (laughs) and it was really helpful and it's good to have even you know like your parents who have been married longer or other people who have been married longer to look at Mm. and not compare but just learn from yeah Mm. i think comparisons it's a funny one people hate that word compare Mm. I find it's the most easy way to te- to learn. Like, oh my gosh, I got. I think I swallowed my moustache. Um, <laughs> Let's see why. Um, but like with comparisons, you know, like when I make like Laura and I, we are doing a few businesses here and there, but we do make comparisons to make the better choice, mm. um, and to not it's not to judge. It's to objectively um, discern mm. um, which what works really well and what doesn't work well. But it's never to vent or to badmouth or anything like that against any other couples or anything like that. Um, and the great thing is with a Christian marriage is you're always bringing God into the center. So God will often use other marriages to shine a light on them and be like, this is what I want you to look like. You know, this focus that Mm. they're doing, watch carefully. Mm. Or what they're doing, watch carefully to not do. Um, Mm. But when God's at the center of it, it's this, it's a different kind of, um, you're not judging them in a condemning way. Mm. It's like a learning to bend Like God teaches, uh, in those in those sort of ways, so it's like it's like right there, right easy to understand. Um, and when you've got God at the center of it, you're not you're not like pulling anybody down or anything. Especially because it's a, it's in a confidence as well with just you and your partner. You're not spreading rumors. It's mm. just you yeah. and your partner. How can we strengthen each other? And I use this scripture all the time. It's one of my favorite ones in Proverbs. I think it's nineteen something. Um, as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. Um, and that goes into marriage too. Mm-hmm. So, um, and yeah. And if you don't have another couple to compare or look to, just the Bible. Yeah. The because as you good. said, you know, the Bible is a whole marriage. Yeah. It's, 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 it's The whole thing is, is just a big marriage. Mm. Right from the ugly to Adam and Eve rejecting God. At the beginning, you know, like this stumble, this fall, this person not being perfect, to the the relationship of Christ who came to look, what is it, um, 
love keeps no record of wrongs. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they rejected them. Then you look at Israel um, as a nation and they constantly go on the cycle of like, you know, we want God and then God sends them a prophet and they kind of get on the right track for a little bit and then they start abandoning that and they go into like ideology and then they fall away and they're essentially falling into this bad trap of sin and pride and all these things mm. and then go and then they get into this really low place and at that low point they're crying out we need god and they go and it starts again the circle starts again and they yeah. send a prophet and then um but with a marriage you know you're never going to have just that high bit all the time mm. you're going to ha- you're going to go on that same cycle and you, when god's at the center it's always going to have restoration involved yeah um and i'm not giving anybody free reign to just sin in your in your life in your marriage but essentially if a marriage has god at the center it doesn't matter how bad somebody might stuff up Laura and I were talking about this this morning. I uh, at one of these weddings that we went to a few years ago, I got um, a little bit intoxicated, and <laughs> Laura's like sort of like saved my bacon a little bit, um, yep. and the and the humiliation that it might have caused. But in our merit, like some people might take that personally, but since we were God in the center, it's like a slip up. It's easily forgiven. Not that I don't take on that responsibility and i try and better myself but if i continue to slide down those things laura's always going to be there for me no matter mm. how bad i get yeah mm. but in the same respect i'm always i've always got to put laura at the center with god and go no i've got a better better this marriage this marriage isn't going away it's a relationship it's a covenant i want to have the best marriage i can possibly have um so it's constantly this build it, it could be two steps up, one step down, but it's always building to go to get better. Mm. And everyone has their weaknesses, though. Like, you know, um, yeah, everyone just has different things that they struggle with. And I think God somehow makes it so that, you know, if, if I have a weakness in one area, it, you might be really strong in that. Mm. And, and then it, like, swaps, so... If I'm having a real hard time with something, you're there to pull me up. And then if you're having a hard time with something, that m- might be a strength of mine, and then I can, you know, help you in that way. And it yeah. it always seems to work like that. And I like it's not planned or anything; it just happens. Yeah. Oh, this amazing balance, di- yeah. divinely orchestrated. Yeah. And then when both of you are at a down point, and you're like, "Oh no," then, <laughs> then you've always do? got God to lean yeah. on. Yeah. And He's always there he's to always pull you there. up. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's like Israel, you know, when they're at their weakest point, it's when God shows up every yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so even in your marriage, like Israel, when you're at the weakest point, both of you, God mm-hmm. shows up. You just got to kind of get through it. It's it's knowing that you're going to have a low point at some point. Like, it's normal. Mm. Like, you're not going to have a honeymoon your whole life sort of thing. But God's always there and, you know, you can work through anything. It's true. And Jeremiah, it was twenty seven seventeen, by the way, Proverbs, iron sharpens iron. Um, I don't know if you said that. Anyway, it says, in Jeremiah, um, what fault did your ancestors find in me that they strayed so far away from me? They followed worthless idols and became worthless themselves. And I'm pretty sure in another um, verse, or another, sorry, another Bible um, 
whatever they're called. Verse? No. Genuine. No. Book? Book. No. Translation. Translation. Thank you, Sean Bell. See, this is why she knows. Um, this is why we're together. Uh, it says... See, when you're in your shorts, she yeah, jumps in. Exactly. It says uh, in another translation, um, adultery. Like, for some reason, God sees um, us following other idols and not being in a committed relationship with him as being adultery which is like because you look up the word uh, the meaning to adultery and it usually means like sexual sin or sexual immorality outside of a relationship but when you were wholeheartedly looking at um other idols and not fixated on your relationship with god or your spouse Mm. then that now becomes an idol or adultery because you are putting that first over your marriage Mm. so like um work or um the obvious ones pornography and i don't know game gaming for myself i'm a gamer so if i put that above Chantel all the time um then that would be like idolizing the game and i'd much rather be spending time with the game than her Mm. which isn't fair because i mean i'd much rather spend time with Chantel (laughs) because i don't get angry at Chantel i get angry at the game (laughs) so so there was a point where you might have been idolizing gaming over Chantel is that what you're saying oh no just like this is like what i've just been reading jeremiah recently and it's really like looking at me trying to um the other translation i read was saying adultery and it was more putting light on my relationship with god that i like i'll be sitting in the car and all of a sudden i'll be on my phone just screwing through instagram or facebook and not spending time it's time in my smoker which i could just be hanging out with god and reading his book the book or um reading his word or spending time with praying so that was more putting light on that but it, you can see how it translates over to marriage if i'm idolizing something Mm. and our marriage gaming was an example like if i was putting the gaming first and doing that every night rather than hanging out with Chantel, then i'd be idolizing the gaming and that would be yeah yeah not good for our marriage Mm. there's this uh concept called failing forwards Mm. and um i love this concept i live live by it and essentially it's not being afraid to make mistakes uh knowing that because if you are afraid of you know making a mistake um you you never you sort you sort of restrict what you're going to do in Mm -hmm. life um if you they, they say the most successful people have made the most mistakes um and it's learning from that uh, life's greatest teacher is mistakes. And obviously, with as Christians, we've got the Holy Spirit to guide us in those mistakes every single time. Um, but the Bible even talks about like what mistakes do and things like that. So in, in Romans 5, um, it talks about, it says, not only that we rejoice. So this is not necessarily like mistakes, but it's like, sufferings you know like bad parts of our lives Mm. um not only that we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces 
endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And then, this is really cool, Um, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials and of various kinds, for you know that your testing of faith, that this is testing of your faith, produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have a full effect that you may be perfect, complete, lacking in nothing. So <laughs> it's really weird. Count it joyful mm. to endure these trials. So, I mean, that could come in many different forms, but you say you got a bit of a rocky marriage or something like that, and you're like, oh, what what do I do yeah. in this? Hypothetically, if you never had issues, let's say your your wife or your husband never stood up to you, never challenged you, never uh, contributed to any growing factor of your life, and you then you meet somebody else who has gone through multiple challenges and, and, and hardships, one person is going to be like, yeah, trust me, this is... This is this is how you get through a marriage. Um, they just never they never argue with you. They just cook and clean and they do everything right. And my marriage is great. I mean, it's got to be great for one person, <laughs> probably. It's like the magic coffee table, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you were someone like if I needed help, that person's the last person I'm going to go to. I'm going to go to the person who has had a rough marriage and has gone through it who has gone through some hardships. Um, look, my wife's been lying to me or um, I can't, I don't know, I don't feel like I'm contributing as the man or something like that. And it's one of those things where, like, those trials create this character and that creates the endurance for hope, for the Holy Spirit to be poured into your life. Mm-hmm. Without those trials... In your marriage, your marriage isn't going to get... It's like fine-tuned almost, you know? Uh, it gets sharper with God at the center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. Um, I've got a couple of questions. Uh, first one for the Hillary's. What ways do you think God is honored in your marriage? It's a real Lady, tough one. Ladies first. <laughs> Oh, how is God honored in our marriage? Um, well, I I believe we do put him first. Um, yeah, like, I mean, every morning we at least try to do our wake and pray. I must admit we've been pretty bad recently. Um, like, yeah, life just gets busy and there's no excuses. But, um, yeah, we... we do you want to just... Explain what explain that is. What yeah. Is? yeah, so first thing we do when we wake up, we just, like, pray. Um, we think like a few things to pray for um, each of us, and there's a bit of communication. Yeah, a bit of communication beforehand, day. Eh? So we say, you know, what would you like pray for? Yeah, yeah. And then I might be like, I don't know. I want. I've got a meeting today, and I'm really worried about it. Yeah. So you, you pray for them. I say, what? What can I pray for you? <clears throat> um, so it's not just like a what do they call a blase, it? Like have blase day. prayer. Yeah. You're just like. Thank you, Lord, for the sun coming up and the rabbits coming out. And, you know, it's not, so it's one that's intentional with meaning and and because because if God's in your marriage, eh, he's a person. Yeah. If I treated 
my wife like I treated God sometimes, I would have a very bad marriage. <laughs> you would be extremely ignored. <laughs> only asked what you want. Like yeah. I would only, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would only be like, Lord, can you do this for me and this for me and this for me and give me wisdom and help me with this trial and help me with this understanding and me, 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 me. Yeah. <laughs> Where a real marriage is, Laura, what can I do for you? Yeah. And a real uh, relationship with God is, Lord, what can I do for you to help glorify you? Yeah. And because your job, my job as a husband, the only thing I got to do is I got to glorify my wife. You know, she, uh, the, uh, she is the Proverbs talks about a faithful wife or a godly wife is the crown jewels on a man's head. You make us look good, in other words. <laughs> True story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then together we glorify God as well. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it's, I, I think, yeah, I mean, there's always room for improvement and it's always good to be challenged in that. But, yeah, I do believe we glorify him. Mm. What was the question? <laughs> what ways do you think you God has honoured in your marriage? Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, we don't decide whether we're going to church every week. Oh, like it's just true. it's one decision at the you know when we got married or we even when we were decision. dating we were like all right well we're going to church every every yeah. week and yeah. we're going to prayer meeting every every Wednesday yeah we don't decide know? every Sunday are we going to church today no mm. yeah. no it's just what you do yeah it's just... even when we went away we were in yep. Taupo last week and we looked up churches so we went to C three church in Taupo nice amazing yeah it was awesome actually cool. there was a guy called Aaron Hardy. Who was preaching, and he might come on the Jesus Magnet podcast. Yes, and he is a musician oh, and cool. a pastor. Yeah, should be quite cool. It's like Pastor Sean and Pastor Dibs. Yeah. So let's fire that question back at you guys. Oh no. Um, do you want to start? Yep. So we honor God by serving, mm-hmm. and serving Him as well in church. Um, I'm on the worship team, and Todd's in the sound and AV team. And, you know, not only that, we do other things here and there, but I believe we honour him in that way and don't appear to be, you know, selfish in our marriage and want to just be together all the time and mm. and just, you know, receive. You know, we want to give when we're at church mm. and show that marriage isn't all about receiving, it's about giving as well so, yeah yeah like in life anyway yeah for sure um financially i don't like we're in our situation where we're at at the moment i don't think we could have done that on our own and definitely not on our own strength so like all glory to god for the positions he's put us in and like honoring god and giving him glory for all that we have and all that we're given and everything that happens in our lives essentially because yeah, through COVID, Chantal was lucky enough to work straight through, and I was lucky enough to keep my job. So um, he's definitely blessed us with um, like strength to get through everything. And then when times when we come to struggle, um, then we are there together and we'll get through it together because we're not trying to do a battle on our own, but try to do it. Mm. And much like your Together. decision to go to church every Sunday, it's our decision to tithe every week as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And no question about it. And, you know, we're yet to go through a phase in our life where 
it's a bit troubling, you know, financially, mm. which we're very blessed to not have had that yet, but we know it will come and it'll test us on that principle and how we continue to honour God mm. and trust that principle. Mm. Yeah, we trust he's going to continue to provide for us through everything. Um, and even yeah. if he doesn't, honour him. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's God's money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he can do with what he wills. Testing of a season or something and yeah, checking our hearts. So, yeah. All right. I've got probably, I think, this for me, this has been the best part of our marriage and what has strengthened it the most. Go for it. The importance of a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. No joke. This is crazy strong. A good um, cup of tea. So Why? <laughs> almost every day, Laura and I have a cup of tea together. I might have coffee, but most of the time I'll have a, <laughs> some sort of girly... <laughs> uh, fruit tea or something like that. <laughs> but we we deliberately put our phones on the coffee table. We don't look at them. We have a cup of tea, and it was only 10, 15 minutes, really, that's needed, but normally drags into yeah. an hour, yeah. which is awesome. But at the end of the day, we make time for each other to not have a phone in front of our face, to not have Netflix going, or for... In, like gaming as well that's one thing that um i've got to make sure that i put away um and working working yeah yeah. Work <laughs> yeah yeah like i would get a text from a tenant being like hey i need you to help me do this and we'll be having a cup of tea and i might glance at it but then i'll put it down and i'll be like cup of tea first this is most important i mean the house isn't on fire mm. <laughs> you know or anything like that yeah so that has done wonders in our marriage really it's um allowed us to create these goals Mm. um with each other just process what life's been doing with each other hey i've been really struggling with this or um what do you think about me i don't know doing something more in the jesus magnet podcast for example like every single decision that we've made has been over a cup of tea. Mm, we make it together and together. Yeah, just there's so much to talk about if you just take all of the distractions away. Yeah, and just see where yeah. the chat takes you. Just <laughs> see where the chat takes you, and you can start with like, um, what country do you want to travel to next? Or we should maybe look into doing a course together, a, a Bible course or something mm. like that, or what do you think about the message on Sunday? Or uh, I've been listening to this new song. What do you think? Yeah. Um, or I'm a drum teacher, so this is how my day went with my students. Mm. Um, or whatever it is, you know, like it, it really doesn't have to be anything too exact. Or mm. it's just putting that person first. Yeah, it's the principle and, of putting that time. Yeah. yeah. But not having a phone in front of you. Yeah. Like, um, I would have these cups of tea with my family sometimes, and the biggest pet peeve I have is someone having their phone up when I'm when we're having a cup of tea or, or a coffee. It drives me nuts. Um, <laughs> what does uh, in primary school you're taught to have eye contact mm-hmm. to you know sit on your hands if you if you're not going to stay still and and listen and i've said to my mum who's a primary school teacher i'm like do i need to take your phone off you (laughs) (laughs) and it's so important 
and and it cracks me up now but um like our culture has become attuned to having these distractions there's a mass amount of distractions in our yeah. lives and it has got to the point where it can almost take over our lives and then you blink and it's been five years mm. <laughs> you know because we've been looking at a screen the whole time and your marriage hasn't necessarily gone to the next level or your your type of I mean, our thinking and theology and finance and everything gets sharper the more we process and we get, bounce ideas off each other yeah. and things like that. And we, we get on the same page with everything. Like, mm. yeah, there's just there's so much to it. And, like, yeah. The importance of a cup of tea, man. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's important so to set good. that time aside to, set, yeah. like, one-on-one. Yeah. spend time with you because if you can't do it in your marriage how much harder is it going to do like be to do that with god who you can't physically sit down and have a cup of tea <laughs> like yeah. you can't see him you can sit down and have a cup of tea and spend time with him for sure but if you can't make the time to do that with your spouse then it's gonna probably be a bit harder to do yeah. you know with but god. In, the, in the physical you can um replicate what happens in the physical and the mm. spiritual yeah so you us physically sitting down having a cup of tea with each other, how powerful that's been for fifteen minutes, mm. three hundred and sixty five days a year. Now if I physically set time aside to spend with God, yeah. same amount of time with God. And I've just got my Bible, I might have some worship music, I might I might just be praying in tongues outside. Um, or just doing a walk around the house. Mm. or whatever it is, or go out at night and just look at the stars and just thank the Lord for um, the beauty that he's painted in the sky. And you do that every day, and the movement in our marriage and how strong it is now is it will replicate in your spiritual relationship with God as well. Mm. It's so, so, I can't even, like, put enough exaggeration on how important this is. Um, and yeah. it can look different for everyone. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be the cup of tea. It can yeah. be just whatever, yeah. whatever works. But it's that time. Yeah, yeah it's that sure. time. Yeah, that time aside with each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, you could just go for a quick walk or um, yeah. anything. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I do believe that um, your relationship with God does change a little bit. Um, like what you were saying, Chantel, uh, when you first got married and you kind of focused on each other so much that. You, not that you forget about God, but you don't mm. prioritize him as much as you should have, all that. Um, but I think it's normal, <laughs> really, because I mean, you're a bit infatuated, right, when you're first married. Mm. But um, no, I remember on our first year anniversary, we went on this massive road trip well, for like two weeks. It wasn't very big, but um, we listened to John Bevere mm. in the car. And um, he said something that stuck with me, and it was, I drew a little diagram. It's like a circle. When you're single, you, you're one unit right so when you speak with god you get your answer right when you're in a marriage you can both speak to god but he can give half the answer to your husband and half the answer to me and you're not going to know unless you communicate like you've got you've you're one unit but you're two people so Mm. your answers can be not split but you've got to come together to get the answer that god's trying to give you um which i think is one of the main changes that happens when you first get married with your relationship with god that it does change but it's a good change Mm. but it means you do have to work harder at it Mm. you do have to communicate more and it's 
like takes more time, but it's way more rewarding as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, people, sorry, you go. I was just going to say, when people say communication is key, they really yeah. do mean that. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's the when, what, and how. So Laura might have the when and what, and I might have the how. Yeah. <laughs> and Laura's like, I know what I have, I, I know that this thing needs to be done now. And I know what it is. I got no idea how to do it. And she might be praying and praying and praying and praying about it. And she hasn't asked her husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, why don't you just do this? Or I would pray about it and be like, well, I think we should just do it like this. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, when, what, how? Done. Mm-hmm. We know how to do it. And and it's only by that simple communication. It's so key. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, is there any other questions? I've got two. Yeah, what have you got? Um, which one did I do? Garage one. The God one. Garage one. Oh my gosh. The garage keeps opening below, so it's in my head. Um, how would you describe your spiritual life as a couple? <laughs> answered? Did we just answer that? Yeah, you kind of did. What do you see as a weakness in your marriage? Or like, what would you want to improve going forth? Why don't you guys go first? Um, I feel like we've been talking a lot. Yeah, you guys like to talk, so it's good. Um, a weakness. Yeah, like weakness is quite a hard word. I'd say improvement. Areas points. for growth. Yeah, areas for growth. Um, yeah, definitely coming together and praying more and more and actually like reading the Bible together, not reading the Bible, praying separately and then praying sometimes but read the bible and just also discuss what we are hearing from god about the verse or what we believe it to say and then if we don't understand ask for guidance from the holy spirit to tell us what he thinks it's what like what he wants to tell us in this verse um it's good and then yeah i don't know what else I feel like that intentional time, like Mm. you guys are talking about, life's just so busy and it's not an excuse, but it happens and you forget to make that intentional time and and then you get to the end of the week and you're like, how are you? Yeah. (laughs) I haven't seen you all week because you've been putting other things first and, or having, just talking about chores and shopping and the tasks, you know, rather than what's your life goal, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, talking about, yeah, intentionally talking about how how each other are rather than how's your day. Mm. <laughs> because how's yeah. your day is different to how you actually are. Mm. Yeah. What about you guys? Um, well, when we first started dating, uh, like dating and then also in our first few years of marriage, um, I would like to game, um, in my spare time and um i knew laura hated that man she hated hated the fact that i liked game and um over the year it's a it's been a funny one it's so there's there's two sides to this game is not really a big issue if it's controlled but laura said look i don't want you gaming all the time okay now i could have just gone 
like and created this rule of maybe I get a couple of hours on Saturday or something like that. Um, but on the flip side, I understood it and prayed to the Lord and he revealed you need to put Laura before gaming. So not that gaming's bad, but Laura is more important. Mm. So there's a time for it for sure, but it doesn't supersede the time for your wife. So now with gaming, it's funny. Like if I want to play PlayStation, Laura's got this love tank. <laughs> yeah. And I do certain things like clean the house and um, just to to show her that I love her. So there's there's the love languages. There's mm-hmm. uh, words words of affirmation. There's um, physical touch. There's acts of service. Um, and Laura's acts of service a lot. So I got to show. I really got to show her that I love her. And I'm I'm words of affirmation. So Laura's just got to tell me that she loves me and I feel loved. <laughs> <laughs> but I also share my love language. The way that you get, the way that you're wired for your love language, not only you feel, I feel loved with words of affirmation, I also s- say words of affirmation mm. to Laura, and that's how I show my love. But I've got to realize Laura doesn't necessarily receive it that way. She receives it through acts of service. So I need to like put the, the easy, what I would like somebody to do for me and i got to go what would actually what would actually laura like done for her and i know it's acts of service so i actually need to not just tell her that i love her and that she's awesome and beautiful i need to put that aside and do stuff for her which is good make her dinner but now <laughs> when yeah make dinner um <laughs> doesn't have much but <laughs> how's your love take sorry <laughs> i had to say that it, one it's off, pretty good no, you made dinner the other light. day it was great <laughs> go you go you <laughs> Um, and so now when I go play PlayStation, right, for gaming, it's almost always your love tank's full. Mm. Like we have, I've gone, we've gone for a walk together or we've, we've done something, you know, and, and it's not that I had to remove gaming from my life because I knew Laura hated it. It's, there's a place and a time and I got to understand where, and how and why where it sits in our mm. marriage, and I'm not I've got nothing against anybody that does game that's listening to this, but um Me. you know, <laughs> <laughs> but like honestly most most guys game these days and um like it's not an evil thing it's yeah it's fine. the priorities it's where's of, your priority yeah. yeah yeah and if gaming is your priority over your wife yeah you've got an issue you've got to switch flip that around you can still game you just got to prioritize your wife mm. and that doesn't mean never gaming yeah that like i'm i'm okay with you gaming yeah Re- like you know obviously i was more against it before well, but like we're I'll so i'll sit there right eh? and I, at the moment that i'm like okay laura's getting agitated yeah I turn it off yeah now just having that at the center is good enough for you knowing that look if i want to spend time with you i'll turn it off straight away Mm. You know, but it doesn't even get that, to that you, point anymore. Yeah, but now because you know that, you actually let me game longer now without getting agitated because you know where it sits in the priority. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like trust. sort of yeah, yeah it's, it's, a it's, trust. it's a weird, yeah. it's a funny thing. Yeah. Um, so that was a weakness, and now it's not. 
I think we're very strong with that. Mm. Um, but now with actual weaknesses for me, it's probably pride. Is one of the biggest my one of my biggest weaknesses, and this goes towards um, like for those that aren't listening, I play the drums at church, and it's you know quite a dominant instrument, and people see you on stage, and and I've got to make sure that that never affects the way that I see myself. Like the glory is for God, mm-hmm. um, and even in our marriage, to make sure that I don't idolize drumming over my marriage and over god um just the other day uh somebody was getting praise for uh being in the worship team and being a servant hard and all this it was just like tankard and in my heart i was like god why do i never get recognition and he actually answered me he said you wouldn't be able to handle it if you got recognition for what you're doing, you would get so consumed with pride and um, it would become an idol. So, yeah, it was just a, it was something different. Mm. Yeah. Keeping humble. Yeah. Keeping hum- humble. Paul and our worship team is very good at um, keeping us all humble. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, if I was to be really honest, that's what it is. And with a Christian marriage, I would 100% recommend reading or even just looking at the book which is the five love languages oh yeah it's so useful because you get to know how the other person reacts to how mm. you act yeah um and it's really intentional you, yeah. you have to really think about your actions and not just do what as you said what's easiest for you but it's actually what's for them mm. yeah and if you haven't read it in a while do it again because yeah. the love languages do change. Like, mm. John Tell's changed between dating and getting married. Oh, true. A bit more. Like, a bit more. I think it changed order m- way more because we were together more. Like, because yours is quality time. Mm. Um, and, like, dating. We That's were quality t- distance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, we were in da- when we were dating, it was, um, like, we weren't together as much. So I definitely felt that it has grown. I don't know if that makes sense. Like they do change. Like mm, I think yeah. my one, which one was I? I think you were t- physical yeah. touch, but you're also words. Yeah, but now I think I'm more words than touch. Yeah, and so I gotta be real careful what I say, <laughs> you know. And and it's it's like you, Joe. You know, you've got to uh, Laura. Sorry, you've yeah. got to use your words. <laughs> yeah. Um, carefully to show that you love your husband. Mm. Yeah. And. Not not that it should be hard, but man, it's hard. Like if you're not a words person, <laughs> it should be so easy. Like saying you're awesome, you're amazing, <laughs> you rock, yeah. sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, but if it doesn't come naturally, you got to think about it. Yeah. It's, it's definitely intentional. I got to know how to receive that without getting prideful <laughs> about it as well. <laughs> God's working, it's teaching us lessons right, left, and yeah. center. <laughs> yeah. Girls, give us three points before we wrap up of. Things that us as husbands could do better. <laughs> really? You personally, or general or just husbands do well. in life? Both. <laughs> Gen- general husbands, like what? Could, like, what, yeah. I would just say my top marriage tips, yeah, which can help both yeah, sides. Um, one thing that stuck with me would be don't go to bed angry, and that's from the Bible mm, as well. Yeah. I don't know where, but 
it it affects you. We've tried it. We tried to go to bed in an angry state or just upset with each other, and you don't sleep until you talk about it and get it solved. Um, Be quick to forgive and don't stress the little things Mm. like the toilet seat. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know... There are things that, you know, need to change sometimes, uh, you know, for a, a better lifestyle in general, but don't let it ruin your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Why should we have to put the toilet Ephes- seat down if you have to put it up? <laughs> don't Let's have to put it up. <laughs> Ephesians 4.26 is where that is in the Bible, that we should not let, we should not let the sun go down on our anger. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And it's also like I tried to something was upsetting me and I didn't want to talk about it with Todd. Went three days, I'm pretty sure, without talking about it with him and it was the worst three days. We were <laughs> so like on edge with each other and he knew that something was wrong, but it's like when you I shake just was being can. stubborn and not wanting to talk about it and then as soon as I did I felt so much better. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Prod the beer. <laughs> Go low. In love. Yes, in love. In love, yeah. Um, A big one for me, I suppose, is celebrating the wins. I'm... Yeah. Mm. I don't know if I should say, like, I'm bad at celebrating, but, like, I I like to work hard. I have my goals, and I put my head down, and I get there. Um, But once you get there, I already have a new goal, and I'm ready to start working on the next one. And Joel's always like, no, we've got to celebrate the wins. So whether that's just going out for a nice dinner or... I don't know. I wouldn't going... go out for dinner otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you know, just any sort of celebrating the wins. Um, it's really important. Even if it costs money, like, you know, it's just worth doing. Mm. Um, you've got to work hard for sure, but mm. taking a break, celebrating is very important as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, and challenging each other is another big one for me. I not, like... Yeah, some people and love being challenged. Um, others don't, and it depends in what area, I suppose, for me. It depends on if I like it or not. But being pushed to do things um, in love, of course. Yes, and yeah, <laughs> Yeah, like not being bullied into something, of course. But when you know you got to do something and you're just too scared to or you're too, like, you just don't want to because you're tired or whatever, having that person there to push you, encourage you, and support you to do that mm. um, is huge. I think that's mm. really important in marriage. Um, and probably to be intentional, like we already mentioned, um, with your love languages for sure, you got to be real intentional because usually you're not marrying someone with the same love language as you. Um, so it's usually not the most natural thing. Um, so yeah, just making sure you Mm. be very intentional and and all sorts of different things, whether that's love languages or I don't know, learning how to cook. Yeah. Or something like that. It's <laughs> not pointed at any, no. anyone here in no. this room. No. Yeah. Todd, what, what's one of your points before we go? Um, you can't steal any of mine because I've got one. I haven't. Re- yeah. <laughs> Let me just double Just deep. bring it back to God. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, Laura said um, challenge each other, but uh, yeah, definitely. Um, challenge people each other in your faith Mm. um and like something we need to do more is to be like together more in terms of reading the bible because we don't do that enough as a couple we pray together but reading the bible like yeah like Chantal said earlier it does get 
busy, but put God first. Mm. For me, the importance of a cup of tea. Mm. Nice. That's the most important, I think, for me personally. I love just sitting down with a cup of tea and we are either talking about God or or friends or family or goals and dreams. Mm. Um, and every single time that we do that, I learn that little bit more from my wife. Because, man, you think you know someone. <laughs> and you do this every day. I guarantee you figure out real quick, man, there's a lot in this person that I am constantly getting to know. And they're always growing as well. We said this before the podcast started um, when we're having lunch is a person, since we're in a constant stage of growth and change, that you, in, in 10 years, you will be a different person. So mm-hmm. you can ask the same questions, the love language, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got different love languages, only a few years, a few years, years, <laughs> and a few years into, uh, into your marriage. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, so the cup of tea thing, you kind of get to watch that curve. Yeah. And it's cool to see the character. Like, I could say, Laura, what's uh, a cool Bible verse? And she'll pull something out that I didn't even know was in the Bible. And it's like, man. But a really wise wife, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just throws you, you know, yes. and and I think you you fall more and more in love with each other when those moments happen. Mm. Um, it's this con- it's like a state of awe yeah. almost, like wow, yeah, for it, sure. That'll be me. Nice. Do you want to wrap us up? Let's do it. Well, thank you for listening into the Jesus Magnet podcast. And, um, yeah, we'll come back, uh, see us next time. You can find us on Facebook if you just look up the Jesus Magnet. Um, We're also on Instagram and Twitter. So message us if you liked this content um, and if you have something that you want to share, a testimony or a great topic that you find yourself an expert in, please contact us. We'd love to have you on. Remember, all for the glory of God. Have a fantastic day.